You're now tuned in to the Week 17 Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Amelie, both from the cross, and Stat Guy Mad. Remember, trust no one except for these, except for these, except for these guys. What's good, everybody? It's week three of 17, and we're here for our first podcast of the week. I'm your host, Fourth from the Cross. Uh, you could just call me Fourth for short. What to do, what to do is your boy Amaline, aka the Mexican football guy, ready to get things started. Stat guy Matt here, two weeks down, two fantasy losses for me so far, two Texans losses, two Lions losses. Let's turn things around in week three. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't do too well this week either. You know, I'm one and one in pretty much all of my leagues now, I think. What about you, Amelie? Man, I'm right now, I'm biting my nails. I'm still looking for that first win in ours, so we'll see how it goes. I got a couple of players playing. We'll see how it goes, so. Yeah, it's been ugly so far. Yeah, you know, uh, some players that went off the first week didn't go off the second week, you know. It's just like that in the beginning of the season sometimes. Everything will work itself out, fellas. Don't worry. Don't worry. And to, to help with some of our listeners who are probably experiencing the, the same type of, uh, you know, issues that we're going through, uh, you know, we're going to tell you a little bit about the waiver wire today. Waiver wire gold. So uh, first things first, I think you guys know how this works. You know, we shout out who's who, what they do, and if they're worth the pickup or not. I guess we'll roll with the QBs first today. Uh, A couple of injuries around the league. I mean, we know Marcus Mariota is still hurt. He's still questionable for week three with that elbow. Uh, One thing you do need to note is Carson Wentz is supposed to start week three. If you have him stashed away, I I don't know, maybe I'd hold off another week, you know, let him get back in the groove or or whatever. But, um, yeah, he's definitely going to be back. So that's, that's a nice boost to your roster. But uh, some of the pickups uh, we might go over today, like our first one, for example, he was on the waiver wire last week. Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic, still still putting up those big numbers, you know. Um, how do you feel about that, Amelie? Man, return of the Fitz. Did you guys? Did y'all catch his uh, his attire after the uh, after that big win? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. boy, boy had the chain. He had the glasses. God. Connor McGregor's twin up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I feel like I think that 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 Miami, you know, that Florida uh, uh, vibe got to him, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He must have him a little Cuban mommy, you know? Something, guys. <laughs> but check this out. Two weeks, okay? He's thrown over 800 yards, and he's totaled eight touchdowns with one interception. This guy is the number one quarterback right now in the league. Dude, I know last week we said – you know, pick him up, stash him. Literally, right now, at the rate he's going, you have to start him over any QB that you have out there right now. Yeah, ride the hot streak. You know, he just played the Eagles, and I mean that's a good defense right there. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think speaking of ride the hot hand, I, that's basically what Deshaun Jackson came out and said. I think they were sort of asking him what he thought about this upcoming quarterback controversy, and it sounds like these receivers down in Tampa Bay want to keep rolling with Fitzpatrick, and he's given them all enough to eat, so... Well, we can see how things keep going. Awesome. So next guy on our list, um, I think we call this guy the Red Rifle, right? Is it? Did I yeah. get his nickname right? <laughs> sure. Andy Dalton, he makes the list for a waiver wire pickup. Looks like he's returning to form. 
Um, he, he looks like the old Andy Dalton, man. You know, nothing like last year. We're talking 24 of his 42 passes for 265 yards and four touchdowns. Count them, four. Yeah, good touchdown numbers. I think the yardage is a little low, and you maybe want to see a better completion percentage. But I'm surprised he's not owned in our league. I think there are guys out there that – could use him. Go out and pick him up if he's available in your league. Yeah, and I'm a cut for this guy too. He's a, you know, down the street from Houston. He's a KD boy, TCU. So, you know, I'm a cut for these Texas football players. But uh, he's one of those that I'll pick up, keep him in the bench, and maybe play him in the bye. And it's all about the matchups. Who's your who's your starting quarterback going against? Absolutely. All right, next guy. We talked about this guy. Um, we actually labeled this guy as Fool's Gold last week. Uh, Mr. Tyrod Taylor with the Cleveland Browns. He uh, completed 22 of 30 passes for 246 yards and one touchdown, along with one interception, which basically, uh, I mean, it makes for for pretty decent fantasy numbers. Yeah, I think he's still fool's gold to me. Um, I'm more concerned about that uh, Saints defense because that's back-to-back, you know, weekends where they've tore up that defense real bad. So I'm more concerned about the defense that, than what it is the quarterback. So, no, to me, that's fool's gold. Yeah, I mean, I think he played a little better than last week. It's it's still the Browns, so I don't know that he's worth a start. But uh, the extra dimension that Tyrod Taylor adds is uh, he's going to run the ball a little bit too. So I think he had four four carries for 26 yards this past week. So that's something you're not going to get from every quarterback out there. But I don't think it's enough to make him a starter. Yeah, so it sounds like a fool's gold to me. <laughs> All right, next guy on the list, Blake, Blake Bortles. I don't know why I can't ever say this man's name right <laughs> Um, Blake Bortles with the Jaguars. He is available in plenty of leagues because he has been not so good the past couple of years. Uh, but he did play against the New England Patriots through a 29 for 40, 29 out of 45, 377 yards and four touchdown passes. Man, with six six rushes for 35, 35 yards total. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, as much as I want to give him credit, Man, I used to ride with Bordos about, I think I rode with him last year and two years ago. He's inconsistent when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah, he's going to win you games, but, you know, he'll go one week where he'll score you about 13 fantasy points, and then he'll go another week where he'll score you about 30-something fantasy points, and then he'll go another week where he'll score you 10 fantasy points. So it's kind of it's kind of iffy to me. I'm not I'm not going to ride with him. I won't even keep him on my, you know, on my bench. You know, it's he, he's just a darling to me right now. So, no, I'm not picking him up. Yeah, I mean that might have been the best game of Blake Bortles' career. I mean, who knows? That, that, could, that could, this past week might have been the best he's ever going to play. It, although, I mean, to be fair to the guy, he seems to be picking up some slack with Leonard Fournette, you know, being banged up. So, who knows? I, I just don't see it being something that's consistent. Yeah. So one of the things that I read that Blake Bortles have has better games when Leonard Fournette is not playing. Wow. So that's something else that they need to look at too. Yeah, I was reading this earlier, and it was like. Wow, you know, it's like maybe they need to start thinking about how they're going to play Leonard Fournette because Borders goes off whenever he don't play. Yeah. Interesting. That's something to think about. So, I mean, what what do we call on this one, guys? Uh, it's fool's gold to me. Yeah, I'm not going to touch this. All right. Uh, on to the tight ends next. Only seen like one injury listed, and it wasn't for a real important tight end. Nobody probably even has him rostered. It was uh, Jermaine Gresham. I think he's on the uh, Cardinals still, right? Yep. I mean, they're they're terrible, almost as terrible as the Bills. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Okay. Uh, all right, first guy we got on our list is the same guy we've been talking about, you know, since week one, or at least Matt's been talking about him. 
He's still available on at least 60% of uh, fantasy leagues everywhere. His name is Eric Ebron from the Indianapolis Colts. He scored a touchdown and double-digit PPR points in two straight games. What do you think about that, Matt? I think he should be owned if uh, if he's available in your league. He's owned in our league. I think he's the first guy we've talked about so far on this episode who's owned. But uh, yeah, I think he's he's worth going out and getting if he's available. I can't imagine. Is he really unavailable unav- in 60% of leagues? That seems really high. But uh, yeah, I think go out and grab him if you can. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why he's so he's you know still available is because of this. You know, three of four targets for twenty six yards and a touchdown. You take that touchdown away, that that's not a big production. Yeah. You know, it's that touchdown. But it looks like our boy Andrew Luck is targeting him in the end zone. You know, so it's something you yeah. you want to look at. You know, if you're not in a PPR league, yeah, you pick him up, whatever. But it seems like he's going to keep getting that touchdown every week when they're in the end zone. And, you know, we are talking about the tight end position here, you know. You know how hard it is to come by with points when you're not named Gronkowski or Kelsey, you know. So um, I think this is a good pickup. All right, next guy on our list is somebody I was debating about playing over. I'm not even going to tell you who I played in my tight end spot this week, but um, I was I was hey, going. Hey, you played a fool. You played a fool's gold, or <laughs> I just took a gamble. All right, I took a gamble. It didn't pay off. But the guy that I was going to pick up and start was this guy here, Jesse James for the Steelers. Dude went off. I'm talking about caught five passes for 138 yards and a touchdown. I mean, those are receiver numbers, man. Talk to me, Amaline. Talk to me. All right. The guy went five for five, uh, scored, what, what, he got 138 uh, receiving yards. Now, what do you do the first week? First week, I think he only had like 60 yards, which is that's pretty good if you're not doing PPR. You know, you get your six points. You know, to me, that's pretty decent for a tight end. But for the most part, the Steelers, we're playing from behind. So when you play from behind, what is it that you're doing? throwing you're throwing the ball okay you think the Steelers are going to be playing behind every week mm, no no <laughs> I, I really don't think so you know so if and, and then you look at it, you got Antonio Brown over there you got Mr. Juju all right and then you got your Carson guy okay no what's his name Connor right you got your Connor running back over there if you really need a tight end yes you get him but I guarantee you you're not going to get good production out of him you know in the coming weeks you got too many you got too many wide receivers over there yeah, this could be another guy. Like I said about Bortles, this could be another guy that we just saw the best game of his career. I who knows? Uh, he I certainly wasn't keeping as close of an eye on him as it sounds like you guys might have been, but maybe he's the beneficiary of uh, you know Levy and Bell not being around. Somebody's catching some of the short yardage passes. I don't know how much of this was streak routes or how much of this was him catching it, you know, out in the flat and turning it upfield. But good for him. Yeah, I mean Jesse James. He usually has like one game like this per year. And I was just kind of, you know, on the fence, like, is it going to be this game versus the Chiefs? Which it was, and this was his game. But I mean, other than that, man, this is full scope. Uh, next guy, Austin Safaris Jenkins. Um, he caught three or five targets for 23 yards and a touchdown. What do you think about that, Matt? Um, yeah, it's not a lot of yardage, but it doesn't much matter when you're getting red zone looks. And clearly he's getting that with that score. So um, five targets isn't bad for a, for a tight end. You could certainly do a lot worse at a tight end position, especially before bye weeks start coming up real heavy. But he's certainly a good fill-in from week to week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the same too, especially since the Cardinals offense, it's all over the place. You know, it's it's I feel like that tight end they have now is going to be somebody that's going to get them in the red zone because they can't even get the running game going. 
Yeah, I mean, he has a history of being pretty good at the at the position, you know, especially in the red zone. So, um, I don't know. It kind of sounds like, like we're leaning towards gold. Is that what we're leaning towards, or am, am, I, uh, am I reading this wrong? Yeah, he's worth owning. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Next guy, Austin Hooper. I, I personally like the guy. I think he, he's a baller, but uh, sometimes he gets targets, sometimes he don't. I mean... Dude caught all five of his targets for 59 yards and a touchdown. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, okay, well, dude did catch everything for 59, but I'll also look at it like the week before. The week before, he only had three receptions for 24 yards with no touchdowns. Uh, maybe it's the same thing. Maybe they couldn't get the running game going, so they started going, you know, started throwing and, and started getting the tight ends involved. So I feel like as long as Freeman is out, he, he's going to be getting the receptions. Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly is uh, is worth starting, I think, most weeks, but uh, maybe not starting, but having on your roster most weeks. I think this week's a tough week, though, uh, going up against Carolina. Maybe not the, the best matchup if you're trying to stream someone week to week, but uh, yeah, Austin Hooper's you know worth a tight end number two spot. Yeah, the, the last time he had a good performance like this was last year, week 10, you know, so it's, like I said, the guy's inconsistent, but I, I feel like if Freeman's out, you play this guy, you know, I, I, they, you know, who else catches for them is Freeman, you know, Freeman, not being out there, they go to the tight end. All right. I like it. I might pick him up this week. Waiver wire. Gold. All right. So moving on to the running backs, a uh, couple of injuries. Actually, there was a lot of injuries that went around, but I don't think any of them are actually sticking. Uh, one was uh, LaShawn McCoy with the ribs. He uh he did return to the game, but they say he's he's questionable for week three. You got Melvin Gordon, the upper body. He exited exited the game, but he's expected to be ready for week three. We got Dalvin Cook with the hamstring. Uh he's questionable for week three. Leonard Fournette with the hamstring. He missed week two. He's expected to be ready for week three. So that's good good for Fournette owners. Todd Gurley exited the game. He's expected to be ready for week three. I think he just got tired of scoring touchdowns. That's all that was. <laughs> Joe Mixon, knee surgery. Everybody knows he'll be out for two to four weeks. Devontae Freeman, knee still expected to miss two to three weeks. So probably like week five, he'll be back or so. Darren Sproles, I mean, I guess nobody really cares about Darren Sproles because he doesn't do anything. But J.I. Jai, he had a back issue, but they said he'll be ready for week three. And I guess that's pretty much it. So uh, I guess the biggest one here is probably going to be Joe Mixon. And that's going to be great news for people who already have Giovanni Bernard and the people who want to get Giovanni Bernard. Oh, man. Guys, remember a couple of years ago, this guy was, if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the top guys, top running backs yeah. in fantasy, you know. And then mm-hmm. they went and they drafted, I think it was, uh, was it Hill from LSU? Yeah. I think that was the same year that Alfred Blue came out and Hill was supposed to be the guy that was going to take his job. Where's Hill at now? I think Hill's over there. Ain't he in New England right now? Yeah, that's he got, uh, he got when, when they played the Texans, I think, last week, he got yeah. injured, so he's out for the season. Yeah. Guys, if you really need a running back, you pick up this guy and you just go with it, you know. And but you know, but once Mixon comes back, he's losing his job right away. So if you really, if, for the guys that had Mixon, if you could go get Bernard, go get him. Yeah, this is a good temporary fill-in for sure. Um, I, I'm looking here. It looks like last year when he filled in for Mixon, Mixon during a stretch in December, he picked up 208 rushing yards, 133 receiving yards on 16 catches, two TDs, all in the span of three games. So I mean, this guy's going to take advantage of the opportunity, but like. 
like Amelie said, he's losing his job as soon as Mixon's back. Yeah, I mean, you guys know I I uh, I don't like Joe Mixon, but I mean, hey, but Mixon Mixon's showing flashes, guys. Like he is. He, 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 is. he, he he's starting to show that potential that he has. You know, yeah. so it's it, it's it hurts that the guy went out when he's starting to you know get that flash going, and then this happens. You know, so yeah. It seems like it seems like bad luck is just riding with the guy. You know, there's probably a real good reason why, but it's it sucks. But hey, when he comes back, he should be ready to go good. Yeah, I mean, Joe, I mean, I seen him play Thursday and it kind of like changed my mind about him. He looks way different than last year. And, um, you know, I feel a little bad saying what I said about him. <laughs> I, I might have even drafted him if I knew he was going to be playing this good. But, uh, yeah, he's out now. So, I don't know, maybe he will be a bust after all. Uh, but Giovanni Bernard, he's, a, he's, a, he's definitely in there. All right, so next guy, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. I mean, he's really like the third string running back. They said he showed flashes of potential during his rookie campaign, averaging 5.5 yards per carry and four starts. See, the thing about Aaron Jones is you got Jamal Williams, which they love him for his pass protection. And then you also got Ty Montgomery, which they love as a receiver. But apparently Aaron Jones is that guy. What do you guys think? Hold on, here I come. Matt, sorry, but I got to interrupt you, okay? Okay. That is not the only thing the guy got going right now, okay? One of his biggest problems is he cannot stop smoking. The guy's on that marijuana, okay? He, he, he's a happy guy. I don't have no problem with that. But that's another problem he has because he took a two-game suspicion because of that. Fell again, now we're looking at another Josh Gordon. Other than that, you take that away. Last year, the guy had 200-yard rushing games. If he could keep up and he could stay on the field, the guy's worth it. Yeah, I, I'm glad I don't have to deal with the same drug policy that Aaron Jones does. I think that's one of the, the <laughs> biggest, uh, yeah, one of his biggest roadblocks. We do not uh, test as far as I know here on Week 17 Fantasy, so that's a good thing. But like like you guys were saying, Aaron Jones is probably the best pure runner in the back in this backfield, but he's trash at everything else. So, you know, he's got a, he's got some other things to get together before he's worth a start. Yeah, you know, I'm a Jamal Williams owner and the only reason I don't really like this is because I think it's going to turn this backfield into more of a committee. But um I don't know, it sounds like we don't like Aaron Jones, am I right? It's this fool's goal. I think just cuz in the situation it is, you got you have like a three-headed monster over there, maybe even a four-headed monster over there in Green Bay. It's 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 a week to week thing, but it's kind of like the New England situation. Who do you start? Yeah. Fool's gold then. All right, next guy. Uh we got as we said LaShawn McCoy was having some uh some rib issues. Uh so we're going to talk a little bit about Chris Ivory from the Buffalo Bills. He carried twice for 7 yards and a touchdown. So he vultured that touchdown from the Chargers. Uh he also caught one of his two targets for 30 yards. Fool's gold. <laughs> Who does he play for, Matt? Yeah, the Buffalo Bills. And not only that, he's a backup for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. We're going three levels deep on this a few yeah. a few players from now. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that touchdown came after they were losing by like, what, 100 points already? So it was something like that, you know. But yeah. now nah, it's fool's gold. This is all a joke. He's a Bills player. Give him the, give him the fool's gold. <laughs> all right. Corey Clement is the next guy up. Uh, I'm not sure I talked about that him yet but i've been meaning to talk about the guy i mean he was pretty uh dynamic last year you know big time playmaker and um it looks like he's starting to break out little by little he rushed six times for 30 yards and a touchdown and caught five passes for 55 yards talk to me all right i'll let you get this one matt 
The Eagles' backfield is a little bit messy always, I think. I was a, J, a J.I. owner last year, and this guy frustrated me. Uh, he's definitely got some talent. There will be weeks where he will be the guy that gets the most fantasy points in that Eagles' backfield. Uh, Darren Sproles is there too, is that correct? He is, but he's injured. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Sproles is dinged up and it sounds like maybe a J.I.'s not at 100% either, he's probably worth a start. He's definitely got some talent. Yeah, he, he has a lot of potential. And then, you know, not to, not to get it wrong, when he was over there in Wisconsin, the guy was a freaking monster. You know, it's, you know, he's a Super Bowl winner. He got one last year with the Eagles. Shout out Philadelphia. But, um, you know, I think he's so far his, in his career, he's rushed for like 377 yards. So he has already seven touchdowns. So to me, if you need one, ride one. I think this guy got a lot of potential. All right. Next guy we're moving on to is Javarius Allen. He's with the Ravens. He seems to be owned in our league. He is. But, um, what, what, what do you think about this guy? Yeah, I'll take this one because Javorius Allen uh, kind of ruined my week this past week. Didn't ruin. I had several problems that I needed to overcome, but I'm a uh, <laughs> Alex Collins owner. And Alex Collins had better numbers across the board except for that one score that Javorius Allen came in and took from him. I mean, they're they're splitting touches. It's not like it's it's uh, Co- Alex Collins' backfield level himself. So this guy is probably worth owning. Uh, it was just a rough just a rough week that I happened to be matched up against the backup who was taking my starters points. Yeah, I think he's worth it. I think he's worth the the roster spot for sure. At least the flex. I mean, I owned this guy last year and I, you know, he put up decent numbers. He actually came through for me when I needed him most. So, um, kept me out the sacco bowl. <laughs> but, uh, what do you think, Amaline? You got anything on this guy? Hey, I'm Ronnie with Matt. All right. All right. So, uh, next guy, Theo Riddick. I'll let, uh, I think we should let Matt talk about Theo Riddick. Yeah, Matt, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but do he have zero rushing yards? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say right here. This guy is... He's not a running back. <laughs> he's a receiver. Theoretic is like a catch it in the backfield, make something happen. He had a spin move during this game that left two 49ers defenders on their asses. And if he had gotten his footing under him, it would have been a touchdown. But uh, he's almost spun himself to the ground. He had nine receptions this week on 12 targets for 47 yards. That's what you're going to get from theoretic from week to week is he is going to be a pass catching back and he might not get any carries at all uh legarrett blunt got a lot of carries before he got himself thrown out of the game uh and uh carry on johnson looks like he is going to be moving into a starting role within the next two to three weeks that's who i want to see that's who guys johnson waiver wire lions running back pick him up all right reddick fool's gold fool's gold <laughs> oh man if you're a ppr <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's worth a look. Guys, it's not even worth it. He's not even worth it for the PPR. Come on, guys. That's nine points if you're yeah. in PPR right there. Okay, but guess what? Nine points in PPR, if you score nine points, that's horrible. Okay, that is horrible. No, guys. Well, no, I'm saying nine points for nine yeah. receptions on top of the 47 yeah. yards. So we're talking. And he'll score from time to time. Theoretic will we'll find the end zone every few weeks. Yeah, but if you really need this guy, then there's a problem with your fantasy. Come on, <laughs> <All right. laughs> don't, don't give him, don't give him that. We can't give him that Lions treatment. All okay. right, no All right. guys, come on. <laughs> All right, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. He is not the Lions running back to own. Carry on, Johnson is the guy to keep your eyes on. And he's not even there the wide go. receiver either. All right, come on. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. Okay. It hurts. It, it hurts. I know how it feels because, hey, be me being the Texan, we got some players <laughs> that are struggling. We want to cut for them. Hey, but sometimes it's good just to be a realist. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If, if Alfred Blue was on this list. <laughs> hey, Alfred Blue is getting more points than Reddy. Come on. 
<laughs> he's getting more touches. Yeah. I guess not yeah. rushes. Whatever. All right. Anyways, moving on. Um, nah, nah, we talked about this guy last week, Naheem Hines. I mean, we we talked about him. Um, he was a he was a target for a lot of people uh, last week, and it looks like he's a target again. He rushed four times for uh, look at this big number, guys, seven yards, and yeah. scored a touchdown while also catching one pass on one target. For neg- hey, but he caught for negative two. All right, so fool's <laughs> gold, fool's gold, guys. The, and they have a little comedy going over there too. You know, Mac is back. I think once Mac gets to one hundred percent, he's going to take on to being the return of the Mac. Okay. <laughs> Return of the Mac. So, uh, Naheem Hines. And I'm pretty sure uh, Mac's owned. But anyways, we'll give you the ding, Mac, because we want to see you back. All right. Next guy. Oh, man. This is a sleeper. This is a deep sleeper, guys. No. Marcy Murphy. You ain't even heard that name before. You know why? Because this guy, <laughs> he's on the Buffalo Bills. I can't even believe we are talking about our third Bills running back of the show. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is the information they're putting out there online. You know, he carried six times for 31 yards. That, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. He had one fewer carry than LaShawn McCoy. That's that's something else to note. And he led the team in rushing yardage overall. So, uh, I mean, 31 wow. yards. I mean, Guys, I just looked him up on Google. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you what shows up, all right? Uh, a real estate agent, a marketing sales specialist. <laughs> like, literally, I'm trying to find something on the guy, but... I have nothing on him, guys. Who is this guy? <laughs> I got to yeah. do some research. You literally hit me with a haymaker with this one. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> Maybe he is a real estate agent. Yeah. I mean, maybe he is a real estate agent, man. Maybe they just signed a real estate agent. Yeah. They need some talent, man. You know, they're, they're hoping for like a Kurt Warner situation. Yeah, no, but it, I, guys, it, it just it's a real bad situation over there in Buffalo. You got freaking guys quitting on them. Okay, so it's <laughs> can, can somebody can somebody explain to me what happened at halftime? Unbelievable! Vontae Davis retired at halftime. He went to the locker room, he removed his uniform, he put on his street clothes, he chunked a deuce, and he walked out of the stadium. Yeah, word on the street was that he was here in week 17 on Thursday, got pissed off, and his mind was out of the way, so he kept thinking about week 17 and all the trash y'all guys were saying about him, Yeah, and he just decided to say, you know what, it's not worth it. Yes. It's not worth it. We had no idea we had so much influence over the football world, but we have forced our first retirement of the season. We're hoping to take out the entire Bills defense by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I have never heard of something like this happen, guys. Like, I have never heard of it in the pros. Haven't heard it in college, and I've never seen that even happen in Pee Wee, guys. Like, this is crazy. This is this is like the ultimate. I'm taking my ball and going home. This guy literally just packed up and was like, "I don't want to play if it's not going to be fun for me." Hey guys, and I think, and, and if I'm not mistaken, he's he's probably one of the best defensive guys in that team. Yeah. So guess what? Now you oh. really have to start. <laughs> You really have to start whatever quarterback is playing or players that's going against the Buffalo Bills, guys. Monster yeah. games. Monster, Monster games, games, guys. So uh, anybody on the Bills? Anybody? <laughs> let me get that, let me get that one the, more time. Oh, hold on. Wait, one more <laughs> Let me get that one more time. <laughs> anybody, there you go. anybody going against the Bills, however? <laughs> 
All right, so moving on to the wide receivers, notable injuries. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, his quad, he's questionable for week three still. Devontae Parker, finger, he's questionable for week three. Larry Fitz, hamstring, he's questionable for week three. And Dante Moncrief, which uh, he's all right, I guess. He's questionable with the knee injury for week three. Um, first guy, we're going to go down the list. This is Amelie's boy, uh, Mr. Keatlin Cole from Jacksonville Jaguars. Go ahead, talk to me. Man, guys, I was high on this guy, you know, coming into season, especially when uh, – who was it that got hurt over there at uh, – my mind went blank right now. Uh, wide receiver, Jacksonville, got hurt. What's his name? My mind's blank. No, this year. He just got hurt this year. Hmm. I already forgot his name, but I know who he's Marquis Lee. Marquis Lee. Mark Lee. Lee. All right. Once he got hurt, once he went down, guys, like, wow, like who? Uh, Cole, to me, was going to be that number one wide receiver over there. And the guy showed flashes last year. You know, week one, he was kind of slow. Uh, week two, it's like he was coming out the gates. Like, he was ready. And, dude, he turned it up. My only problem with this is if Blake Bortles doesn't perform, Cole don't perform. You know, so it's one of those – I actually benched him just because I felt like he wasn't ready. And the, the week that I do bench him, he freaking goes off. But I think he's a good pickup to keep, you know, on your bench. And depending on the matchups, if I'm not mistaken, they play Buffalo this year too. So, you know, you, you start the guy depending on the matchups. All right. So uh, I guess we'll go ahead and give this guy the ding. Uh, next guy we have is Quincy Anunwa. You want to talk about him, uh, Matt? Yeah, I think these first two picks are, are a clear illustration that uh, there's some insider trading going on over here at week 17. They are both owned by Ameline. This is information apparently that he w- he wasn't ready to share with us until he had both of these guys on his roster. But uh, Anunwa looks good again this week. Yeah. 11 targets. He's a He is getting a lot of attention uh, over there in New York and uh, turned it into almost 100 yards this week. Didn't score, but... Um, he had a score last week, so yeah, I think this guy should definitely be owned. All right. Next guy we got, Mr. John Brown, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, John Brown, 10 targets, four catches, 92 yards, one touchdown. I mean, bad catch percentage, but I mean, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch this game, so I don't know how many of those 10 targets were contested, but you got to come up with more than four catches with those opportunities. I mean, at least on the four catches – he, he turned him into something, 92 yards, a touchdown, but it's going to depend a lot on the scoring if he's not, uh, if he's not catching a higher percentage of his passes. I mean, yeah, and I feel, and I feel if it's, it's one of those where you got to see what he does in week three. If you want to pick him up, pick him up, put him in your bench because at the rate he's going, he's been, you know, week one, he had a touchdown. Week two, he had a touchdown. If week three he gets another touchdown, it's going to show that most likely at the rate he's going, he's going to get a touchdown almost every game. So it's one of those. You keep him in your bench, ride him. Depending on the matchup again, that's when you play him. All right. Uh, next guy. <laughs> Man, this guy, he's a monster. Kelvin Benjamin for the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. You know, only three targets, two catches, 19 yards, but he scored a touchdown. Guys, do you think he had all the right to talk crap about Cam Newton? <laughs> Literally. Well, wasn't he saying, didn't he say something about that? Yeah. Uh, Oh, His yeah. production was due because of a bad quarterback play or something like that. And then Cam Newton addressed him. And he wants to just walk away. Yeah, I remember that. Come on, guys. Dude, you play for one of the shittiest teams in the <laughs> NFL. You have no right to even open your mouth. You know, it's no. Yeah, all these ex-Carolina Panthers, they're all so mad when they leave the organization. Steve Smith was mad. Uh, 
what Josh was it Josh Norman. He's the cornerback. Yeah. He was mad when he. All these guys are are talking a lot of mess when they leave Carolina. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, a lot of their best play came when they were in Carolina for the most part. Yeah, and if you look at it, what's Carolina doing? You know, Carolina's still putting up numbers. You know, the, these guys here, they they're probably the the problem to the uh, the Bills. You know, so no, he's a fool's goal to me. He plays for Buffalo. Get him out the way. <laughs> All right, next guy, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about him because, you know, I do own him and I have been uh, preaching his name a little bit. You know, he's on the rise, especially if uh, one of these uh, Bucks receivers ends up going down, Mr. Chris Godwin, six targets, five catches, 56 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, Fitz Magic, he's given everyone in that Tampa Bay wide receiver corps the opportunity to eat, and they, they raved about this guy all preseason. I mean, it's just a matter of time. He's a big body. He got hands. He can move. I mean, they're developing him. I mean, by I, I say the half the season, he's he's going to be the other Mike Evans on that team. So I'm going to ride with this. All right. So uh, Geronimo Allison, he's a Packer. He's been doing pretty good. I mean, what do you how you guys feeling about him? Yeah, he's one of those that I'll pick him up. I don't think I, ever, I will ever start this guy. But if there is, uh, if you want to have like a pretty good backup, because I think once once somebody goes down from the Packers, this guy's going to move into that, you know, wide receiver one. He'll be the starter there. So to me, I'll pick him up, but I'll just keep him in my bench. Yeah. I think he's available in our league, but he's probably worth owning. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about Des Bryant, Matt? I think he doesn't have a team. So until that changes, I don't know that he's worth owning. Hey, you don't think they're going to pick him up now that uh, Mr. Mister Josh Gordon got traded to the Pets? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. who knows? It'll be interesting to see where he lands. Yeah. I mean, the word on the street is that um, the Cleveland Browns are not engaging in any talks with uh, Des Bryant even after the Josh Gordon trade. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell to believe. But yeah, but, but I think, yeah, it's been, so guys, just deep in my heart, his performance last year was horrible. So, yeah. I don't know. To me, it's it's. I want to give him the ding. I want to give him the fool's gold. Paper, scissors, rock. Let's give him the fool's gold. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So the following uh, names that I'm about to list, they're basically just all fool's gold guys. So if you hear if you hear any of these names called and they're they're in your uh, they're in your queue to get claimed for the week, go ahead and delete that. Um, delete that queue. So uh, first guy, Calvin Ridley. Next guy, Terrell Pryor. Then Tavon Austin, D.D. Westbrook, Paul Richardson, Antonio Callaway, Tyler Boyd, D.J. Moore, Dante Moncrief, Albert Wilson, Rashard Higgins, Philip Dorsett, Willie Sneed, Jarius Wright. You have any of those guys in your queue to get claimed this week. Please don't. That's fool's gold. All right. Uh, we got the APFC Commissioner's Corner. APFC is the All Pro Fantasy Club. This is our league. You know, um, we just want to talk to you a little bit about it. All right, guys, what's going on in our league right now? The hottest league out there, one of the best. Uh, no feelings. You know, talk all the mess you want. People don't get their butts hurt. You talk crap. We talk crap back at you. That's just the way it goes there. And. This past weekend, we had a little issue with some uh, system malfunctions, I want to say that. Okay. Um, greatest ever. All right. Mr. Greatest ever was trying to add a player. Okay. And was pissed off. Trying, he was. I, I guess he was trying to add Carson Wentz. Couldn't get him. He lost him. Still don't have no proof on that. But and then he tried <laughs> to add a kicker. First of all, I don't know why he's trying to add a kicker when at the time you have one of the best kickers in the league. Um <laughs> Who's he not could, injured, actually. Who's not injured, which maybe now you need to go pick up that kicker that you were trying to pick up because now I showed you what was the problem. You know, so 
But not sure if it's an iPhone thing. But what happened was we told a guy, well, just make just delete the app, refresh, restart. And he said, I already did that. I'm trying to do it from the computer where I think it was bullshit. Still have no proof on that. Uh, so I was at home. <laughs> And I, I, you know, I'm one of those who are like, fuck, I got to figure out what the hell was going on, you know, because I don't want that to happen to me, too. You know, yeah. I was messing with it. Well, what it was is he was trying to pick up the player from the activity sheet. OK, you don't pick up players from there. There's a button on the app that says players where all your free agent players at. That's how you pick up players. You do not try to pick up a girl on the Internet that has no picture. Boy, you're going to get catfished. So pick up something <laughs> on the right. If it says players, pick them up there. All right. We got to figure it out. We fixed it. It's good to go. Now go pick up that kicker <laughs> you're trying to pick up. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Mr. Frank. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> One of our favorites. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Pro talk. A little bit of pro talk. So, uh, you know, we like to give you guys some tips. We want you to be better. We want you to win a championship like uh, like we've won before in the past, you know. So um, for the tip we have for you today is don't overthink your lineup, you know. I, I know that's uh, that's pretty hard to do, especially if you have a lot of good players or if you don't have a lot of good players. I mean, just don't overthink your lineup, man. If you have studs or you have stars, don't ever not start them just because they're playing against a certain team. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Don't do that. Start your guys, you know, for one. That's one thing I would say. Yeah, and I made that mistake this week, guys. I uh, I had uh, was it Breda, and I had him on the bench. I had Cole on the bench, and I had Powell on the bench, too. And I benched those guys. I made one of the biggest mistakes, and Lewis had a real good hot hand last week, and I played him against the Texans defense. They basically shut down the guy. But what happened was I was overthinking, okay? And that was my problem. I overthink. I should have just kept my original lineup that I had in there. But I started the season 0-1. It's it's rare for me to, you know, start like that. I did a switch last minute, and it cost me the game, and now I'm 0-2. I had two decisions to make this week. I had to decide who I was going to start at quarterback, and I had to figure out what I was doing at flex. I think I got kind of lucky on the QB situation. Both Roethlisberger and Rodgers were questionable coming in the week. Roethlisberger went off big time. It wasn't enough to save my week from some other bad performances. But the flex spot, Tevin Coleman was an obvious pick when when it became more and more obvious that Freeman was was not going to be a factor. So who did King Sack start? He started Case Keenum over... Cam Newton, right? Yeah, he started with, and the guys, the only reason he did this is he hates Gruden with a passion. You cannot let your feelings get to you when it comes to fantasy football. That's a mistake right there. Do not do that. Yeah, overthinking it. He's just overthinking it, man. Like, you don't start Case Keenum over Cam Newton ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just don't. Even if Cam's had two bad weeks in a row, it doesn't matter, man. It's it's Cam Newton. Eventually, he's going to come out the funk, and he's going to put up his 30 points and be on with himself. So, and sure enough, he did. Oh, there you go. But yeah, I think that concludes it. Bro talk. So we're coming to the end of our uh, podcast today. Um, you know, we, we actually uh, we spent more time than we thought we would today. So um, let's go ahead and finish this out. All right, guys, make sure you tune in uh, this coming Thursday. We got a special guest, Stone Cold Frank from austin all right he'll be here y'all want to tune in we're gonna have a lot of uh new things you know in the next episode we're gonna have some good laughs but tune in you know because you want to hear one of the best podcasts out there tune in guys it's gonna start getting even more fun yeah i mean we all about fun over here (laughs) so um i just want to talk to you guys a little bit about our facebook you know uh, it's facebook.com slash week 17 fantasy or you can just go to week 17 fantasy.com we got all the links there Uh, You can search us on YouTube, Week 17 Fantasy, 
And of course, our, our Twitter handle is at Week 17 Fantasy. Um, if you if you see our posts out there, please share them out. You know, uh, spread the word. Let let them know that we're out here and uh, we're giving this this good advice. You know, we want people to win. We want you to be better. So uh, remember, Week 17 Fantasy.com. Yeah, and the, for those of you who have been listening to us for a couple of weeks now, you know that our Thursday show we've got a Ask Week 17 segment coming up. We're looking for those questions. Head on over to week17fantasy.com and submit your questions. Yeah. And I think that yeah. does it, you know. All right, guys. It's the, uh, sorry, sorry, but, uh, you know, it's the uh, pick em of the week, guys. <laughs> Thursday, we got the Browns going against the Jets. Guys, this is the first time in two years that the Jets, no, sorry, that the Browns are favorite to win a game. Wow. Huh. <laughs> That I, guys, That's I was gonna Jets. say I ride with the Browns on this one. To be honest, oh my guys, I'm riding with the Browns too. <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough for me to say that because the Jets dismantled my Lions in Week One. But I, yeah, I, I think the Browns could win this. Yeah, I mean that that defense is pretty monstrous. Guys, think about it, guys. They haven't been favored in two years. <laughs> Vegas, guys, Vegas is on their side. <laughs> so if if you look at this matchup, guys, this matchup is. Uh, it's horrible, but I think it's going to be fun to watch. Will the Browns get that first win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. All right, fellas, uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, appreciate you joining us today, and we'll see you guys Thursday. We're out. <laughs>